Would you spare me some leaves? Cause I'm all out of tea. Would you walk a mile for some chamomile? Would you try this at home? Hi, welcome to the Chai This at Home podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mark. And I'm Katie. It sounds like the tea kettle is whistling, so let's go ahead and get started. Hello, guys. I hope you're still enjoying our our intro jingle. I have no clue when this is posted in relation to when it first started, but I still walk around the house singing it, so... Except sometimes my brain swaps the second line to, could you spare a smile for a crocodile? Which is not how it goes. Sadly. That's probably a good thing. True. (laughs) (laughs) That would not make any sense. It wouldn't work for our podcast. Anyways, today we are reviewing... Emperor's Puer from Numi. So this is a kind of tea we have not reviewed on the podcast before. We have not done a Puer. We have definitely consumed them before, but we have not yet talked about them with y'all. So, Mark, before we dive into the details of this tea, would you like to explain a Puer for us? Since this is uh, your number one passion in life or something like that? (laughs) Um... It's a really exciting sounding tea. It is from the tea plant, but... It is a tea tea. Yeah, it is a tea tea. Yes. Um, but... Amelia sinensis. Yes. And so if you have a good puer, what they'll do is they will pick the buds off of some ridiculously old wild tea trees, and they'll, like steam it and compress it and then just leave it for years and years yes it, it I, I think it's been described as the fine wine of teas yes so it's uh it's super oxidized yes and as opposed to your black tea which is oxidized right um if you've got a normal puer what they'll do is they'll pull the, hopefully just bud, maybe the first leaf, off, pack it into cakes, and then they'll, like, bake it or steam it or something. They speed up the process. Yeah, they speed up the process. And so you can get a good puer in a month rather than 20 years. Um, So a lot of times you can buy puer in cakes. Um, We'll talk about those at some point, but this today is just in a tea bag. Yes. So, it is not... So, is it was it in a cake at some point, and then they undid it? Or do I, they oxidize it not in a cake if it's going to be loose? That I don't know. I know that some varieties of puer, they put it into a cake and then crumble it. Others, I believe you can do it without making it into a cake. Okay. So anyways, this is Emperor's Puer from Numi, as I said. The description of it reads, Puer is an ancient healing tea known for its medicinal properties and rich taste. Numi's organic puer comes from 500-year-old wild tea trees grown in China's Yunnan Mountains. Or is it Yunnan? Yunnan. Oh, that. Mountains. <laughs> Unlike traditional teas that are oxidized over an eight-hour period, Puer undergoes a unique 60-day fermentation process, resulting in a bold, earthy flavor with hints of malts. This rich, energizing tea is deeply satisfying as a coffee alternative. 
People so, definitely do use it as a coffee alternative. I, I don't, I wouldn't. So what they said here is it's from the 500-year-old wild tea trees. So this is a fair, should be a fairly decent pu'er, but it is not an aged pu'er. It's a raw raw pu'er. Or, no, it's not a raw pu'er. It's a baked pu'er or something oh, like okay. that. So well, since it only goes under, it only ferments for 60 days. So the price of this, which I forgot to mention already, is for a 16-count box of tea bags is $8.99. So that's going to put you back uh, the equivalent of $9.29 an ounce. So, I mean, you can do what you like with your life, but I wouldn't. Or wait, no. Sorry, guys. I read the wrong number. Did I? Yes, I read the wrong number. Deeply sorry. We did two podcasts today. <laughs> It'll put you back seven ninety six an ounce. But they do sell it in loose leaf form, but you can only get it in sixteen ounce is in loose leaf form. And that'll be fifty nine ninety five. So that'll be three seventy five an ounce, which is maybe more reasonable, but you have to like this tea enough to drop sixty bucks on it at once. This is not her favorite tea. Pu'er in general is not my favorite tea. I haven't tried this one specifically yet. Right. So we'll see. It's, But in general, there are not, honestly, I don't know if there's any tea that I would buy a whole pound of at a time. But we also drink a lot of different kinds since we're, we're podcasting on them. Right. So. If we weren't podcasting, I'd probably get a couple pounds of like Roybos or something. But True. We actually, we might have a couple pounds of Roybos. Just in various forms. Yes. <laughs> But anyways, product information, flavor, bold and earthy with hints of malt. It is um, that. Ingredients are verified fair labor organic black pu'er tea. And then the source specifies that these old growth rare pu'er trees are communally owned by the residents of the local villages in the mountains that Mark pronounced for me. Ensuring a stable source of income for generations to come, etc. Grown in harmony with the primary indigenous forest, promoting biodiversity and forest conservation in the region, etc. According to the package, this is ethically sourced. It's certified organic. It's verified for fair labor. It's verified non-GMO. It has all real ingredients, whatever that means. I feel like we've discussed this when we did a new meat tea before. Or somebody. Somebody else claimed they had all real ingredients, and I want to know what a fake ingredient is. Uh, and it says plant-based tea wrapper, which I think must be referring to the tea bag itself. Because the, the little package the tea bag came in appears to have foil on the inside. But, hey, maybe, maybe we found a way to make plant-based foil. What do I know? <laughs> it, it might also be, I guess it could be plant-based plastic it could be yeah but anyways so if you're into organic non-gmo etc tea this this one is is good for you i guess i feel like a lot of teas are true organic at least they're not all necessarily non-gmo yeah but anyways tell us about brewing this tea mark well you're supposed to treat Pu'er like a black tea, but I've, so most black teas are what, four to six minutes? Three to five. Three to five. Typically. But, and pu'er is supposed to be four to five, at least this one was. 
Um, I tend to try to go on the lower side with Pu'er's because it gets really strong really fast, and I think I may have accidentally done that with at least the first brew of this one. Hence why people use it as a coffee alternative. Yeah. But I like coffee, and I, I drink my coffee black, and I'm still not the hugest fan of Pu'er, so... It, it is. It does take a little bit of getting used to. What I mostly enjoy about it, at least with the tea cakes, I don't know about the tea bags, is multiple brewings. The first one's, honestly, I would maybe throw out the first one most of the time. I don't know. Yeah. In in my opinion, it sounds like Mark's opinion, it tends to get better as it as it goes. Yeah, for when sure. When you brew multiple times. But for me, that's just because it seems to be getting closer to normal black tea instead of a Pu'er. The, the first one, especially of our first Pu'er, was really funky. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, these, these tend to be bold, they tend to be malty, they tend to be pretty strong flavors, so... Smelling this, it smells disgusting to me. Yeah. It smells like our rabbit's litter box. A little bit. Yeah. A lot of times a, a word you'll hear to describe Pu'er's is like leaf litter, which I interpret as pile of mulch. And it's not always inaccurate. Why people want to drink that, I'm not entirely clear. But, Mark, go ahead and try this first. I'll make you do it. All right. Oh, this one's a pretty good one, actually. Okay, Mark likes it. It's not nearly as bad as the first brew of the first one we tried. No, it's not awful. Yeah, I I think they did a good job of saying the length of time and... I don't think I would have left it in for more than the four minutes, but... It does, it still tastes to me a little bit like you picked, you grabbed a handful off the forest floor in autumn and brewed it. But not not in a nasty way. Right. It, it has a complex set of flavors that I hope will be pulled out more in the second brewing rather than just the leafiness that we got in the first brewing. It's super leafy, a tiny bit malty. It's not remotely sweet. No. So if sweet tea is your thing, probably not this. No, definitely not. I tend to like my teas to be slightly sweeter than this, so this is not my favorite. I feel like as far as comparing it to a tea that is not puer, it's closest to Irish breakfast maybe just because it has yes. Irish breakfast has the the maltiness but this is a like a, like I said a lot more leafy yes let's go ahead and try the second brew oh we forgot to talk about color it's super oh, dark honestly it pretty much looks like black coffee cannot see yeah. the bottom of my mug the um first brew has some oiliness on the top but second brew has a little bit but less yeah that's just the tea oil you know like you Second brew smells gross, but not as strong. Right. So still don't, litter, don't smell but... your tea while you're drinking <laughs> it, I guess. Which is generally the opposite advice, I guess. Ooh. Second brew is infinitely better. That's good it's, to know. It's sweet. Yes, hints of licorice. Okay, I don't eat licorice, so I wouldn't know, but... That is good. I feel like... This one was a little bit watery, too. Yeah, a little bit. Second brew is a little bit watery. But also one thing we found with Pu'er's is sometimes one's watery, and then the next one is not knocking you off your feet. (laughs) 
So this one, this one does seem to to change a bit. Yeah. Um, do you want to keep keep rebrewing this tea bag and see what happens with it? That we that can be arranged. All right. We're not gonna we're not gonna do that on camera. We're not on camera on <laughs> microphone, but we will do so and take notes for y'all and get back to you on it in a little bit. See you shortly.